This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. King Kong ain't got shit on me! And here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Realish. I am your host, Derek, joined with my other host, uh, Cleo. Welcome, uh, <clears throat> welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, Will. Glad to be here. It's, it's hostess with the mostest. Derek, thank you so much. So, so glad to be here today. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So we're here to discuss WandaVision and her MCU episode releases. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you haven't gotten into the show yet, so I'm not going to dive into everything that's been going on with the show. But okay. the one thing that I've noticed with WandaVision um, uh, in terms of the streaming aspect is that it's being released weekly. Um, that's opposed to the whole binge watching. Like we, we were used to, because of like House of Cards and all the other shows that you know started this whole uh, streaming uh, thing with Netflix and all these other sites. Uh, do you think we're headed back into that realm of, of weekly uh, releases with shows? Well, I do believe so, because even with other shows on Netflix, they've started to um, wait a week until they release another show out, even on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So for MCU to go ahead and join in, I think we are headed back toward the, we have to wait a week in suspense for the next show. Because the demand for TV, I believe, has gotten high. And that, that may be due to current, you know, economic circumstances, the pandemic and everything. People yeah. are just inside watching shows a lot more. Yeah, no, because I, I actually, I found myself liking it, even though I hate it <laughs> at the same time, because I want to know what's happening next, right? So that's why I almost, um, like, try to wait sometimes to watch shows, because, like, it took me a while to get on Snowfall. Um, I don't even know why, but I didn't start watching Snowfall until the second season ended, um, and now I'm hooked on it. So I'm really just now getting hooked on Snowfall myself. Oh, you just started? Yes. Oh, see, you're going to love that. And it's going to hurt by the time you actually catch up and you got to wait for the next week because yeah. it's going to hurt. It's going to no. hurt because you're used to that going, going to the next episode, going to the next episode. Which which season, I mean, which uh, episode are you on? Oh, I'm not far in at all. I'm like on episode two. I just Oh, you just, just started, started. started the whole I, series. Yes, I just started Snowfall. I've seen okay. a couple more episodes watching with a friend, but I've just now started watching it for myself. And I don't feel like it'll be that hard for me because, you know, I kind of grew up in an era where we had to wait that week, you know, mm -hmm. when we had Buffy the Vampire Slayer and we had 24 <laughs> hours, you know, 24. Yeah. With, yeah. Um, I forgot the actor's Keep, name. But, um, Bruce Willis. Who? Keep, Keep, <laughs> Bruce Willis. Then I said Bruce Willis. I'm so wrong. I haven't seen that show in so long. But, you know, we have to Keep, wait. Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> don't do that. It was, it's been a minute, Derek. It's been a little minute since I watched the show. I was such a child. Such a child. Baby. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, but, I, but you know, so I, I don't mind waiting the week. It just makes me more um invested in the show. I feel like emotionally and like I'm just more invested when I have to wait a week. You know, yeah. I didn't invest in my time, my patience. Uh, I didn't wait the whole week for this. It better be good. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I think what I actually like is that I hate, I hate getting on Twitter when I'm watching, when I'm trying to watch a show that's about to come on or. It's already come on, but I haven't watched a new episode yet because everybody's talking about it. You know how I had a 
my my direct tv sign in messed up this past week so i couldn't sign in to actually watch snowfall live so i had to literally stay off twitter until uh uh hulu posted the episode the next day so i could actually catch up on it but what i do like is that it, you can't you have to you're you're basically you know how like they said um they used to call it like uh water cooler conversations where you would go watch something and then you go to work the next day to discuss it with your coworkers and stuff like that I feel like it's. I feel like these type of uh, weekly uh, uh, releases are recreating that uh, that that um, type of conversation because we're now all sitting here talking about different things. Like with WandaVision, you have conversations about what this particular incident could mean for the next episode or the MCU moving forward. Uh, with Snowfall, you have questions about what one character is going to do versus another and, and, and whatever storyline or whatever it's 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 just bringing those conversations back and it's starting to make me remember how things used to be back when we never even had anything like netflix or these other streaming streaming sites so i i'm and actually go ahead i was second that motion because i can remember like running home to watch passions with the family and then the you know, I'll call it to discuss it on the phone when you have to call when you have to call her ID, right? And I'm like, did you watch the episode? Yeah. Yes. Did you see what little Timmy did? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like it. I like it. I hate it because sometimes you know you have to sit there and 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 um you just have a lot of anxiety and anticipation for what's about to happen. You don't want to wait, but it's not as long as it feels like. Like when the episode goes off, it feels like oh, it's gonna take forever. Then you just go about your life, and all of a sudden, hey, boom! Right there, we're, we're right there with the. You know, those first two days after the episode airs are usually the most treacherous. Yeah. You get to those two, you get through those two. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and like the, the next few days is the breeze, and next thing you know, it's, oh, is it is it on again? <laughs> oh my! Yeah, 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 because we're coming up on the next episode for uh for Snowfall Tuesday. I'm, yeah, I'm, but. I- kind of um been already in this dynamic with legacies i don't know if you've heard about um the show legacies Legacy. it's a spinoff of the originals the originals what's that oh you never seen the originals uh-uh. oh you should it's most definitely a great watch i'm, I'm so shocked that you have not seen it it's so it's what? so good oh my gosh you're gonna love it <laughs> if you get a chance to watch it you will love it what is that um, like a DC thing? but yes the originals no it's like a which um i think it was the cw if i'm not mistaken i think it switched oh. um networks a little bit as well but at any rate it's on netflix the um entire seasons where i first watched it so i binged that but okay. once they did the spinoff they did it on cw i know for sure and i had to wait each week to watch and so i've grown accustomed to the new style of the binge is over unless you mm-hmm. catch the show after mm-hmm. the season has already aired at this point yeah, it seems like that's kind of what we're back to, and I can't say that I'm extremely happy about it either. I don't think I like it. You, you, you're, um, not, you're not excited about the weekly releases. I mean, no. I mean, I'm more invested in the show that way. I, I gotta say, I could give it up. Um, <laughs> I'm not a very patient person. I want to see yeah. what happens, what happens today. I want to see it now. Yeah, it's not yeah. free time. I don't have time to wait till next week. I don't know if I'm gonna have free time then. Yeah, well, like that's, that's that's what I'm saying too. Is like it's it's very hard going from binging. We're used to binging to now sitting and wait. I think that's actually one thing. Like thinking back when I was a kid watching shows uh, released weekly, 
sometimes I really wasn't like I I would actually forget certain details about what happened or I just wasn't paying attention to it as as much to remember certain details. So I'm just looking at it as episode by episode. But then when you get to like watch them consecutively, that's that's one thing like I remember with, with Sons of Anarchy. I caught up on Sons of Anarchy like when I think they were already they were like going to their second or third season. So I binge watched the first couple seasons on like Netflix, but then watched the you know the, the West uh, live, and um, I went back to watch Sons of Anarchy again, um, like two years ago I'd say, and that's that's some of the some of the, I'm seeing certain details that I don't remember seeing, um, or don't remember uh, certain things happening because when you go on week by week the story. Not that the story doesn't stick, but it, it it you you forget specific things, and I sometimes didn't watch the recap. That's another issue. I sometimes wouldn't watch the recap. It's just I want to get into the episode, so yeah. That I mean, but you know what you know what that I blame even that with that time. recap, sometimes you know they'll still leave out some things that you probably should know from the last episode. So yeah. even the recap, but with today's technology, that kind of comes down to whether you want to watch the last week's episode before the new week's episode or not. Now, right. I'm not going to do that. Right. The option is there now. Yeah. I'm not going to take advantage of it because I feel like that's too much. <laughs> I catch up doing the show. Um, yeah. yeah, but it creates but, that pressure for you to actually have to watch it within that first 24 to 48 hour window because of social media. Like, I think if social media wasn't a factor, I would probably wait a couple of weeks binge and then you know i would probably do that uh especially with with shows being 10 episodes a season or something like that now where and i remember shows used to be like almost like 22 24 episodes per season so like even that progression alone is something that's that's very different um but if we had the opportunity not to not uh get specific storylines ruined by social media i probably would wait until everything was you know aired and then go back and watch all at one time just because i like the binge the binge feel like i just i just watched um queen the queen's gambit phenomenal the queen's show. gambit i think i've heard of that someone told me to watch that yeah no it's a phenomenal show it's 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 about chess but um you don't have to know chess to get into the story like I've I've always wanted to learn chess, but I never I never learned anything about it. And watching this makes me want to go ahead and start because it's it's just it's different. But I I can say that if that was a weekly thing, I don't know. I don't. I think momentum um, with specific with specific uh, genres or uh, storylines could be uh, intriguing with a weekly uh, a release. I don't some shows I don't know how you you hang you know, have people uh anticipating for more with the way certain episodes uh end but like shows with like like Breaking Bad for example or or The Walking Dead those shows pretty much every every episode you're you're, you're thinking about a, a cliffhanger or something that makes you anticipate what's to come um but the Queen's Gambit. I, I didn't have much anticipation until the 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 end of that of the, the series. So, but I, I think that's that's one thing though. I will say is that 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 I, I'm 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 starting to like it. I'm starting to like it again because it, it it makes people. He says starting to like it again. I am. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just 
kind of going with the flow of TV right now. I'm not going to say I like it again. It's just kind of what they're giving me. Right. I don't like it. Um, so I'm just going to, I guess I don't like it then. I just, I'm going to be honest. I like the binging. Um, I like to have control over when I watch it and how I watch it. And, and I don't want to wait. I don't mm-hmm. want to wait that extra week to watch the show. I just do not. I want to yeah. be on to the next show by then. I want to get it done, but. Yeah. I think we should see a heavy um, stride back to the week releases, though. Right, right. Yeah. Everything seems to be transitioning to including Netflix as well. I'm sorry, say that word. I was shocked when Netflix, like, oh, wow. Like, we're really going to face the weekly transition, even on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree with that. It's it's um, it is intriguing, but um, like another show um that that we both uh watched um, Lovecraft Country. Was Why do you one? think they're doing that? The weekly trend back to the weekly transition. That's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I I I think you can um, I think you can actually. You know what? Let me take that back. I think that that uh, streaming sites are starting to notice that their audiences are having these conversations as the show goes. Like, for example, with uh, Lovecraft Country, which we're going to talk about anyway, so we might as well get into it. But with like with Lovecraft Country, that was another thing that, that every every episode after every episode, you would see everyone on Twitter getting into this big conversation about what's, what what events took place in that specific episode. And I think that streaming sites are starting to, um, over the last two years, see that dynamic and want to take advantage of that. That's my, that's my theory on it. I don't know if that's necessarily the case or that's just how producers want their shows to be. But I think that the, 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 the uh, weekly release is just another way to create that um that dialogue around each episode momentum yeah because the more the more uh uh conversations you have around specific episodes it's going to build that anticipation the entire season as opposed to binge watching if you just like release the entire season you're not going to have that specific type of dynamic you'll still have people talking about what you're doing but the the specific episode uh, uh, discussions aren't going to be there, so like yeah, like the episodes where you're you're calculating, okay, what's going to happen next week based on what happened this week, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the back and forth banter that you kind of create with your friends and family or whoever else happens to see the show in past, and like, what do you think is going to happen next week? What do you think this character is going to do? Right. Or how they're right. going to solve this problem? Right. Yeah, and and, and, that's, and then that's... you have then you have Twitter and Facebook where you get to talk on such a a global scale with everyone. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I'm actually, maybe I shouldn't put this out there. <laughs> just go ahead and throw it in the air, Derek. Just maybe I, I'm just, I'm, catch I'm, it. I'm, I know, but I'm saying maybe I shouldn't because maybe it's something we, we create at some point. You know what? Let me keep that because we might, we might <sighs> create that. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about it off air. <laughs> yeah, do that because I was like, just let me know later. You yeah, know. yeah, because that I don't want I don't want anyone to take that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just write that one down. But, but yes, yeah, speaking of Lovecraft Country, because you know I've been waiting yes. to discuss this. This show, I think this show was the first of its kind. 
To be honest, in the in the storyline, the way they make the characters and the way they put everything together, I think this was really the first of its kind, which is what made what made it so unique and so what made it pop out to everyone because we we we've never had a show like this before, right. and I'm here for it. Let me tell you, did I you, love it. <laughs> did you like how they told um, Black history uh, uh, stories? I feel like. As with most TV shows and movies about it, of course, it's watered down a little. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like since they did give it a mystical edge, that it does lose some of its authenticity by by right of that. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I will say I'm okay with the way they depicted Black history. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the moments in there where I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I necessarily feel like this is um believable but it was a fantasy so yes. i wasn't really you know focused more so on that even though it was kind of centered around the the civil war era jim crow and all of that right i know but um, it really opened my eyes to the fact that you know when we're told that the north was free but if this is going on where you need a travel guide to travel around to where it's safe and you know how free is it really right right and actually you know what? Now that you say that, it's probably it just hit it just hit me. Um, God, did you ever see that movie, My My Rainy's Black Bottom? No. Okay. Um, Tell me about it. If it's relevant, just you know, I'm not gonna be upset by Rainy's Black Bottom. No, no. So like I, that was around that time where um, it was there was a lot of. Uh, there were a lot of black families moving to the to the north because of the of the um, promise for jobs and, and all that stuff, and it's just hitting me. <laughs> Why, when you said that, it just hit me that that was the same time period that this was taking place. So, I will say um, that the uh, the first episode, um, I think that was the first episode. Well, I'll say this. Lovecraft Country made me start um, thinking about or feeling what those characters were going through as they were going through it. Like the the um, anxiety. You remember the first, I think it was the first episode when uh, Tick was driving and they were, they were um, um, I think that was, they were with, I think George, if I'm not mistaken. It was um, Letitia, Tick, and George that uh or montrose maybe when they were in they were uh on the side of the road I think. no it was letitia tick and george montrose was you know he was abducted was for, yeah, the, yeah. for the first okay. few a couple episodes and they, were looking you know, for he him. Was they were looking for him that's what it was um yes but they were they were um in some county i think they were uh, uh tick and 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 letitia were looking at something in the woods and that cop came up to to them pulled up to them the yes. anticipation that you felt during that entire encounter, like it made you feel like you were actually there. And that's what I will say. And you know what? Show. I would agree. When you, I, I, when you just brought it up and brought it to my forefront, it does make you feel the emotion like you're there. Because when the cop car pulled up, I felt my stomach drop. Like, yeah, this is the time that you're patrolling. Yeah. And then the fact that they had like a certain time limit to get out of the um the city. 
mm-hmm. he was just on their tail. Like you really felt every instant in the way they drug that scene now, like usually scenes just kind of skip straight to the, you know, they, they skip some of the, um, the car riding stuff, but you know, the way they followed them all the way through, it really made you like, okay. Yeah. And then for them to actually not get away. I kind of saw it coming though. I'm not going to lie. I kind of saw that one coming. I'm going to be honest. There were certain things just from a production standpoint that I assumed specific things would happen, but I had my doubts. Usually with um, some things can be, can, can feel predictable to you. Like, you know, you already know the pattern of how different stories go just as yes. a viewer, but there were certain I don't know what they did. Um, maybe it was maybe it was a little bit of a music score. Maybe it was a little bit of just uh, facial expressions and stuff like that. But there were certain elements to to how they told this story that made me not feel as if it was predictable. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think that they told I think they told Black history. You know what I think. They they took a a predictable story and put in unpredictable elements. So right, you know right. you expected them to you know to not really get away across that across that on um, railroad. But did you expect for that monster to come out the ground and and and, and bite the officer's hell head off? No, <laughs> not at all. That scared the hell out of me. You was like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> that's when the story took yeah. a spin for like, okay, I see we on for a ride now. Yeah. We ride it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they um the the way that they told Black history, um um, um stories and and even just the perspective of being Black during and yeah, this time period. Yeah, that's what I was gonna period. say. Like, even beyond Black history, they kind of told the story of being a Black woman in America, being a Black right. man in America, or just the, the struggle in general. Which is interesting. Of even a white person in America, they even they even gave you that story. Right, but see, that's that's actually interesting you said it like that because I I don't know that we get a lot of black uh, female black female perspectives with in that time period. You know, a lot of the stuff we hear because also um, a lot of people that that a lot of our our um, uh, black heroes during that time. Were more vocal that were more vocal um or more recognized were, were men so to be able to tell a lot of the stories from a female perspective to me was actually refreshing not that you know the other stories weren't you know what was refreshing, was refreshing to me the female um side of stories was hippolyta the way yes. they told her story i yes. really liked it i really loved it but um christina mm-hmm, mm. The way they included her perspective, and 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 yeah. when, what was his name? It was just on the tip of my tongue. William, William. changed into her. I was like, because I was expecting women, I was expecting him to change into a black man. That actually grossed the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it did gross me out as well. Even when the um the, what was the black woman, the black actress name? She changed into the white woman. That that grossed me out as well. When yes. you know she kind of yes. just grabbed the skin off her. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was different. It was different, and for them to combine all these elements like sci-fi and Black history, um, and they did make it pretty. Oh, there was nothing pretty about that. 
about that specific thing uh, with the, with the oh yeah about that specific thing there was absolutely nothing was, that was um, gory as hell i don't, I don't it was know grotesque I, yeah actually. i was i was i think i had just finished eating too so <laughs> i was i was a little i was a little messed up <laughs> but i think i was because i always eat while i watch my tv shows yeah. i'm a snacker while i like to eat and so yeah. i think the snacking was done at that point i was like you know what yeah yeah me too it's like a me break too. on me the ho-hos and ring dings right now yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but they 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 had a lot of elements with like even the the the, the spirituality the, uh, dynamic. There was a lot of. Was there any element in there that kind of um ignited a frustration in you? Because I'm I'm gonna most definitely say there was a part in there that ignited my frustration. Frustration. Um, I would say the frustration was the uh was mainly at the race element. Like you know, you know how white people thought at that time. Um I'm not going to say that, they, that no one thinks like that anymore, but how mainstream that thought process was at that time. Um to see the the struggle that Atticus had with basic things, um, the the struggle that uh, Leticia had with basic things was very. Um, that was probably the most frustrating uh, part about it to me. Um, of course, you know, like I said, the historical aspect and everything like that. But it's still, uh, I think it it. You know what? I'll I'll say this. I think. Lovecraft Country allows that that element for white people to understand the black perspective and for black people to feel vindicated because of, of certain things that happen with this with this show and uh, in, in, with the story um, Especially this this show came at a time where where we were already having a lot of things happen uh, nationally. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this was when did this show come out? This show came out last fall, right? Around that time. Yeah, it, yeah, around that time. Around actually, around yeah, fall because it was Halloween time. Halloween time. So August came out in August. So that's after all the stuff that happened last summer with George Floyd and everything, right? I think that yes. was also another part of it for me. Um feeling how fresh all of those incidents were this uh, this past year. Um like Ahmaud Aubrey and, and everyone like uh, that that this happened to. Like I think that was another element that allowed me to uh to dive deeper into this story, right? I think where I felt the um the most brunt of the racial is the racial um problems is when the little girl was hexed. So yeah. you kind of saw oh, the yeah. racism being played out on an on an innocent child. You mm -hmm. know, you kind of see that you know nobody is fair or there's no that we spare no expense when it comes to um. When it came to certain, you know, actions that they did, and you know, we kind of like to envision a certain thing when it comes to that time period that kids were immune to such things that happened back then, but that kind of showed us that they most definitely were not. Oh no! And I feel like as a mother, that ignited some of my frustration that 
she was roaming around for quite a while alone as a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and although her mother was nowhere to be found, but it was of no, you know, thought of her own. She just got stuck into a machine. She couldn't be there. <laughs> and then, like, you know, <laughs> she did. It just She just got yeah. stuck into a machine. She was just down. Pool. She was preoccupied. She out of here. <laughs> and then, you know, Tisha, she got her stuff going on, and Tick has his things going on, yeah. and her father is, of course, deceased, so she's kind of left into the in the world alone and and that kind of that was frustrated because i just wanted someone to realize the little girl just needs some help so it kind of yeah, took yeah. at a whole bunch of different strings that you know so you probably might might didn't get that string because you know you don't have have any kids that i know no, about you got no, some secret not that I know you got it. some secret kids <laughs> over there you got some kids in the back back there Nah, my, my only my only baby is OTS. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm just saying, you ain't gotta have your kids in the closet, Derek. Yeah, yeah. Let them come out and play. Shoot, that'd but be a no, shock to me I if there was like, any. It was a lot of um emotional strings in there for a lot of different people. Like when she went to work mm, and got yeah. payback. Yeah. On the main. Oh. Oh my God! I was see. If you, I was if, not ready. That took me com by complete surprise. Ready? I was I, that. I was that was probably the most that I screamed during that episode. I mean that that series. <laughs> I because did. that took me all the way by surprise. I I whew, even I'm not gonna say he didn't deserve it. He deserved it, but that's what I'm saying. The, I think there were. I mean, he deserved it. There was it's like but there there was there was this this feeling of vindication that that I think black people were able to feel watching this. But no, you, you there were there was a lot of um vindication with, with this series that we necessarily didn't see with other we don't necessarily get to see with other uh projects. Like um you can see uh something happen to a black person where they're the victim of some type of crime or whatever, and then uh, they don't. Something doesn't happen fully where that that the the white person that did something to them gets their just due, and you know I think that was actually. I hate to put it like this, um, but just as as real as it can be, because coming off of a lot of stuff that we saw over the last few years in terms of national media. Where we're seeing a lot of black people get shot down and uh, and killed uh, by cops, or um, you know, someone's just not even have to be a cop. Like with Ahmaud Aubrey, those weren't cops that killed them. There was just racist white people that you know just didn't like seeing a black man jog. Um, um Trayvon Martin, a, a child, Trayvon Martin, yeah, walking yeah. with skittles and tea, you know. Yeah, and, and and there's but there's a lot of like coming off. The, the 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 back of a lot of these things that have happened um where we don't see the vindication we just see a lot of these white people get off off the get left off the hook or whatever uh, let off the hook and uh it is frustrating i think that that's where uh, uh lovecraft country puts that into his own and, and uh, takes on that responsibility of giving that vindication when you're seeing a black person that's wrong. So it's a fictional story, but you still get that vindication, which 
I felt was actually uh, uh, very much, much so needed uh, during that time period. Um, so I will say that's probably one of the, the my, um, one of the biggest things that to me, whether they did that purposefully or not, because honestly, when they shot this, this was, I think they shot this in like 19. So for this come 19, early 2020. So uh, to, to come out late 2020, you know, with all this happening, of course, they're not going to know that that's going to take place, but you still feel that like that's that's that vindication was actually necessary and needed at that time. And I, that's what I will say. I, I, that's what I appreciate the most about this show. Um, I do feel that it was a lot of vindictive moments in there where you feel like that justice was served. Right. Um, Right. right. Very much so. How did you feel the part (laughs) where they were playing the Ouija board? Okay. And he asked him, Bubba, was he going to have a good trip? And he said, no. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't watch anything with Ouija boards. Any any movies that I see that, that have Ouija boards in them, I fast forward it. <laughs> For the most part. Because I don't, I don't, I don't do that. This why? Is, why? I, no, why, Terry? Explain listen. to me. Explain. Is it just a Ouija board and the idea that it's connected yes. to the unknown yes. in the netherlands yes. Yes. you gotta stop that yes yes you gotta stop that yes. it's weird as hell i don't <laughs> it is weird but it's also do you believe in ghosts Derek? okay i'll put it like this i don't know and i'm not going to tempt the unknown <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Fair i'm not enough. tempting fair it. enough I'm- I'm not tempting it. So yeah, this is the first time that I watched something with a Ouija board actively being used in the show. I, any other movie? That did kind of pop it in there on you. You didn't know if we pop it up in there until we kind of popped it up on you. Yeah, so, yeah. They, they threw it out they, there. They threw it out there. But I knew there was they a They made that with you and Matt. They right. say, Derek won't get over this one. Well, think about it. As Black people, you don't see Black people messing with spirits. You were, and not the Ouija board because those are forbidden in our house homes. Our, That's my what I'm talking about. Baby, if you grew up in church. Don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, that ain't us. <laughs> Buy it in the store. Don't look at it. Look that way. Yeah, look the other way. Exactly. I've never even seen a Ouija board in person. <laughs> Me either. I've never, I've never seen a box. So I like, yeah. So the idea of seeing one on, on, on film or TV you know, I was always like, okay, but that's also like, like you said, that's that's the that's the that's the way we came up. You know, especially if you grew up. Yeah, in it's church. just the, it's just instilled in us to not mess with those. Now, yeah. in person, I'm not gonna lie, I don't mess with those either. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see a box, I'm just gonna act like I don't see it type stuff. Like, yeah. if I've been in your house, I'll <laughs> pretend I don't. Right. Um, I'm not coming back either because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm if I, if I walk in someone's house, yeah, that's over. I, I'm deleting your number and everything. <laughs> but I think this is the stigma we put around a Ouija board, though. You know, we just taught yeah. to not play yeah. with them. Yeah. And it's kind of something that is kind of stuck with me. Just do not play with the Ouija board. Well, um, would I be up to one as an adult? I don't think so. Oh, I know I wouldn't be. That's that's over. I ain't, I ain't messing with that. <laughs> but are you into horror films? Because that's also another thing that's kind of... Yeah, I'm into horror game. films. Um, large, yes. Okay. Cause that's that's another thing, another aspect of of like just being black and 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 
spirituality thing, like not watching horror films. And I like that Lovecraft Country also incorporated a horror aspect into the show. Yeah, yeah, it was horror. It was like comedy, horror, Civil War. It was a whole bunch of things. Just yeah, yeah, they they did a phenomenal job with that. I'm looking forward to. They did. If we if we get a second season, which I don't see how we can't. Um. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they what they can do with this. Do you think tickets gonna stay dead? If he do, I'm gonna be extremely upset. They better bring him back some type of way. I don't care. They gotta send him a lighter back into the universe to find the secrets of life and death, and then come back and resurrect him from the dead. They better bring my guy back. I think it's better to live without tickets now. I don't see how you um how you can do the show without him because just just in general jonathan majors um in general i think he's now getting his foot into um i wouldn't say into into acting but into uh being a mainstream uh face uh so if i'm not mistaken i think he's actually signed on with a um marvel or dc character i forget i forget really i think so I could be wrong. You know, I don't feel like they could have found a better person to play. <laughs> I don't he think so either. Which is very interesting because of the fact that, uh, yes, he's going to be Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so that's, that's the, the villain. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, I will say, <clears throat> excuse me, for someone that we don't know, we don't, we, we weren't familiar for the most part familiar with Jonathan Majors at all before this show. And I think that that was actually a great move by the producers to 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 bring on someone that um, is fairly unknown. You know, I think the biggest person um, is Courtney Vance. Courtney Vance and also uh, 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 was it Journey or Journey uh, Smollett? Yes. Um, um. Journey Smollett, Smollett, Juicy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everything I, I heard that. that I know. Say that man's name, Juicy. In in that stand up, I'm sorry. I got all them folks' wrong name. I think it's Smollett or something like that. I don't know. Juicy Couture. That's, that's what the name is. The name is Couture. <laughs> that's what it is. That's exactly Juicy. why I didn't want to say because I was sitting. I was like, hold up. I don't know if I'm saying Smollett or <laughs> Journey or Journey. I, that that didn't mess me up. So yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle just plays entirely too much. I love him though. That whole stand up threw me when he got Amazing. to the L, the G's. Yeah. Amazing. He's he's the 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 best storyteller of our generation. And he I, is. I, I love him. The way I he gives him. you raw information in the in the in the cutthroat way, but he's, still, it's funny. He will tell you what's about to happen, make you forget it. And then you remember at the end. Once he tells you the joke, the yeah. punchline, like tells you the punchline from the from the start. <laughs> That's he was phenomenal. I really underrated Dave Chappelle at first. Then my father gave me some um, Dave Chappelle TV show cassettes. Well, not cassettes. That was it was DVDs. DVDs it wasn't yeah. cassettes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the VHS. It wasn't VHS. But after those shows, I was hooked. His um, his style of comedy is really beyond our time i actually just started i 
binge watch the first two seasons well the, the only the 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 only season of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I binge watched those for the first time in years. Um, so you know who my favorite character is? Who? Rick James. Rick James. They should have never gave you niggas money. <laughs> <laughs> we got on his couch. He had the heels on, and he started just ramming his leg into the sofa. I, I was, I was like, "What is wrong every, with this man?" Every every time I laid on my parents' couch, I always thought about that. <laughs> I did too. I was like, yeah, I got something for next time. I never did it though. Oh, I never, I never did got it either. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I wasn't but, prepared for my my boss wasn't that big. No. Nah, but I thought nah. about it. <laughs> I was like, they should never gave my mama this couch. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I can honestly say that when I watched when I rewatched, I watched it um after Netflix put it back on. Cause you know, he got um he got his licensing back for that show uh, recently. And yeah, because Comedy Central was tripping. Comedy, but they got that pressure. And, and I, I will say, I hope that he comes back with another season. I hope he revamps that show because I would love to see if Tyrone Biggums is even alive now. I would love to. I would love to see uh, what happens with the, uh, the Player Haters Club. I would love to I see I would love to see a lot of things. Yeah. I would love to see Rick James acting a fool again. I, yeah. Yeah, but see cocaine's the, a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> the only downside is, I also want to see if he's still what was the character name who thought he was white because he was a blind and he was oh, the Clayton KKK. Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> oh, Clayton Bigsby with as a as a Trump supporter would be amazing. That baby. Oh my god. <laughs> he he needs to go ahead and make us another Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Make us another season, baby. We need one more to. out of you. I will say though, the only downside um of him coming back, if he were to come back now, the only downside to it is Charlie Murphy's gone. So and I think that Charlie Murphy was actually a very uh integral part of that show. Like he's not, he's probably not someone, someone that a lot of people remember, but if you're a fan of the show, you know, you remember Charlie Murphy because his, his Hollywood stories. Oh my God. I mean, what Charlie Wood Murphy did, I mean, Charlie Murphy did more than just Dave Chappelle. He did movies as well. Right. You know, I always remember people... him. I'm like, oh, that's the Eddie Murphy you look alike. That's the guy. You know what? Yeah. I will go. But he kind of got his own name after a while. I'm like, okay, that's Charlie Murphy. I see him. I see him working. I will, I will probably live the rest of my life with the belief that Charlie Murphy was Respucia. You think so? I, you don't think it was Eddie Murphy? I don't know. But see, here's the thing. I have a doubt about it. I have a doubt about it. Because... What's so doubt? The face structure. Like even under prosthetics, you can tell it's Eddie, right? Like when with uh, Norbit, uh, not Norbit, but um, um, uh, another professor. Another professor. Thank you. Um, even with coming to America, you can tell it's Eddie. But there's something about Respucia that makes me question if that was Eddie or not. And I don't know. It, it most likely was. No way. It most likely was. But the look. <laughs> I get what you're saying too. I get what you're saying, and I don't know if it's just because the character was fat and overweight, and the way they did the prosthetic, but yeah. I, it was something about it that just wasn't Eddie, wasn't it? It's the nose. Like if you look at 
Charlie is the nose and it's the eyes. make me go back and watch Norbert. And you I have like to. The movie. I know, right? You have to go back and watch it because ever since I saw that, I was like, at, like the very first time, I'm like, hold up, something. The eyes are a little are further apart a little bit than Eddie's. It, it looks like Charlie. It looks like Charlie. Um, and I know Eddie would give Charlie that credit if it was actually Charlie. Uh, actually, Charlie. But the the conspiracy theorist in me believes that that was Charlie Murphy, not Eddie. I'll say it like that because it just there's something that's different. There's is different, and the way that <laughs> the way the way you would see like uh, Charlie on the uh, the Chappelle show with you know with all the little the little ticks, little shake that he was doing when he was in the, uh, when the plane hit his ball, all all those little things, those nuances that he had. Like it's just something different about him uh, uh, when you compare that to to Eddie, and I don't know that you're making me think now. I know it. Like it's it's something about it. It's something about. It. I've never. I don't even know if I've ever really spoken about this publicly. I think I've only said this to my sister, but <laughs> I, like I've always something about the Respucia. It's not right. Can't put something your finger on. Yeah, something about Respucia doesn't doesn't feel like Eddie to me. It, it feels like. It feels like this trauma. man. I heard having emotional conditions to Eddie Murphy and stuff. I'm over it. <laughs> Eric, making me second guess my watching material. So then I got to go back and watch because you know just, it was something about Rasputin that just won Eddie. But I just you know figured it's just because because of the way they made her prosthetics. They did make them kind of poorly. Um, yeah, yeah. Didn't like them. Didn't care for it at all. Yeah, yeah. I I like the eye set and and the nose just screams Charlie to me. It doesn't scream Eddie. It could be because they were so close in, you know, they do look alike. Oh, they, they, they look alike. They look alike, but you can tell um, one, they're not twins, right? But Charlie just has this different structure to his face that Eddie doesn't. Even though they look alike, he just has a different structure, and that structure is what I see with Respucia. You know, that's, now that's I gotta only. go put a picture up to next to the TV the next time I go watch Rasputin <laughs> with Charlie Murphy and see is he the daddy? Yeah, <laughs> gotta do him yeah. like that. It's 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 just something about Rasputin that just does not scream Eddie to me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Eddie is the king of of doing those multiple roles, and and, and he's the king of that, and he's also the king of all star uh, cast. Uh, for films, the king. You've never he, seen one. He of those is. Movies. He's always in the in pretty good company on whatever movie he's in. Yeah, always. Yeah, usually. Yeah, with um, but specifically with the all star cast, you've never seen one of those flop. They, they've none of those have ever done poorly. Coming to America. Uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, Eddie Murphy was that he was that guy for quite a while. For sure, for sure, for sure. But it's just it's just something about Eddie that that is just different. It's just something different. But I would love. He just. I would love. He to has see... like a corny type of humor feel to him. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to laugh, but you laughing anyway. <laughs> and you don't understand why he kind of grows. He grew on me as a child. That's kind of how it was. Like, yeah, this guy's corny, but I'm laughing. I don't like it. Turn yeah. him off. But turn him on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but I, coming like, to America with that movie, though. For sure. Most definitely. Most you ready definitely. for two? 
I'm beyond ready. I again, I haven't watched the trailer. Now I did hear. I haven't watched the trailer yet either for that one. I'm not gonna lie. Really, I did hear something. I want to be surprised. You're right. Off. They do spoil things in the trailer. I want to be surprised. I want to laugh. Remember when we were kids? I don't want to laugh on the commercial. Right, and remember when we were kids? Movie trailers used to be like a minute and a half long, if that. Well, maybe, maybe maybe closer to two minutes. Now they're closer to about three and a half minutes. Two, two, and then you have multiple trailers as well. Yes, that's the problem. That's the problem. I'm fine with one trailer that doesn't give enough give give a lot out. You just kind of set up the the synopsis with the trailer and just leave a cliffhanger. If you do something like that, cool. I feel like we they should go with a different format for trailers besides. They you should know, go back to how they were doing it. Movie clips. Yes, you should go back to how you were doing it. One and a half minutes long, one forty-five, somewhere in that range. Give a brief synopsis. Let's see who's in the film. Boom. It's okay. You know what? OTS gonna bring it back in style. Oh, we're gonna definitely do that. That's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna show them how to make. <laughs> That's how we're gonna do it. Spoil- spoiler-free trailers. <laughs> oh, I think I think we lost you, Cleo. That. Because I'm now I, Cleo. I'm not scared no more. Re- repeat what you just said, because it it it, uh, it just blanked out. Oh, I was gonna say, um, in horror movies they tend to uh, I forgot what I said. Now, Derek can't do me like that. You know, I'm older now. You can't be playing with my mind like this. Keep <laughs> the pace up on here, cause my mind pace is not up there like it's supposed to be. What was I gonna say though? Um. No horror movies. Oh, with the trailers, yes, they they'll show every part that makes you bump and stuff like that in the actual trailer or commercial. And by the mm-hmm. time you watch, you're not scared, like right, because you right. you already seen little Annabelle jump out the closet five thousand times. Like, <laughs> I don't care, girl. Yeah, get in there and get a room because yeah, yeah, you got all yeah. these toys everywhere. <laughs> Clean it up, get it together. I'm over hey, the point. The Conjuring, that oof. Let me say, The Conjuring is my baby. That. And um, Insidious, those two. I can't say Insidious did anything for me. Um, you know, with the first one, the way they made the demon, the red-faced demon, mm-hmm. I don't like it because I was scared the whole movie until I saw him. Like, right. let me tell you, I was shaking in my space boots. And then I saw him, and I was like, did y'all really paint a short white man with some red paint and put some... <laughs> on him and think I was gonna be scared and y'all got her running through this attic sit down <laughs> y'all didn't try to put no special effects to him y'all just painting his body and that's yeah, it yeah yeah like see that's the thing even with horror films like I know from a production standpoint how things happen but when you can take me out of my production uh uh, uh element and I'm in I'm I'm an audience member you got me. You got me. So did Insidious do that for you? I can't say it did. It was just an okay movie for me. I, it was all right. Now some days I'm glad to be a viewer, not a producer, because yeah. I like I like Insidious. The first one was kind of, yeah, you know, because the red faced demon. It really did throw me. Mm-hmm. Like it just from that moment on, and it was the end of the movie as well. Yeah, I think that I think that's why it threw me off too. Like uh, Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring, those made me stand up. Like if you, if I'm 
at my desk watching a movie, and if you can get me to stand up and just be like, holy, like if you can get that kind of reaction out of now, me, I don't understand how you scared of paranormal activity. Ooh. I'm still wondering. Now, okay, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, you remember? I think it was number two. I think it was paranormal activity two when uh <laughs> Toby, I think that was his name, Toby, uh killed the family. And then he drugged the dad, uh, his he drugged the dead, the the father's uh, lifeless body down into the basement, and then shut the door. I don't think I watched Paranormal Activity too. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, watch that. after the first one, and I wasn't scared. I really didn't get back into him after that. The first one got me too. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna lie. They got me, but the second one really got me because uh, there's a there's a door in my parents' house that is very similar to that oh, you feel connections took, with let me tell you, it took me the longest time to walk past that door <laughs> i walked clear around the house not around it how old were yeah. you when you watched hell this yeah. movie hell yeah uh probably in college <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm Trippy. and i'm not i'm not what kind of weed they have in your college i didn't i see i didn't i didn't smoke any yet at, at college he said yet Ooh. I I, it, it, I I smoked after college. <laughs> How you wait till after I didn't live on campus. Smoking, I didn't man. live on campus. I didn't live on campus. That's it's a whole other story. I, <laughs> my 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 path in my journey is so weird and different from other people. Mine is as well. Don't feel bad. I didn't live on campus. I still smoked some weed though, but oh, it smoked. wasn't on campus. Don't don't get it twisted. I smoked, but that was after college. I didn't trust those people. I, I I never trust them enough to smoke around them. Well, I went to a home college, so you know I knew people. Yeah, yeah. See, I, yeah. I, went, I went to four different colleges, so by the time I got to actually, you know, trust anyone, it was that wasn't happening. If you don't talk to him, you did. <laughs> it just it just took a long time, but yeah, yeah. I I, I, I walked past. I didn't walk past that door for a little, maybe like two weeks. It's cool though. It's cool. I went to several colleges as well. Yeah, yeah. I just decided the last one was gonna be it for me. Oh, the last one was it for me too. I'm not, I'm I'm not going back. <laughs> After culinary school, I said, you know what? I can cook. That's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just I'm good. I'm good. But um, and that's actually another thing that 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 uh messed up some movies for me was learning in film school certain elements of production, like uh uh like um what's it called. Uh, color, like how color affects color. mood. Yeah, how co- color color affects mood. So like, um, uh, I think blues are more calming. Reds are are like more um, uh, get you more. And see, that's up. why blue is my favorite color because mm-hmm. it's all serene and stuff. I like mm-hmm. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the color of my room. <laughs> It yeah. looks great through the camera. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a uh it's it's a, it's it's bluer. It's more blue. It's that's probably just my camera, and my light, but yeah. That's a blue. good choice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did your thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. what color? So what is red ignite? Passion. Red I'm is passion. Red is uh also like that's a right. little bit a little bit of excitement. So you, know a few things. Yeah, so <laughs> with like you'll see a lot you'll see some red in like romance films, but you'll see red in horror films. So it like color incites different 
uh, uh, reactions out of the out of the out of the um, audience that you just normally would not even think about. Um, I forgot because you were right. I honestly never thought that colors was a big thing in yeah. production. You know how you relate the story to the audience. Yeah, so that's why when I'm watching certain films like Insidious, if I saw red, I know what's about to happen. I know that the story is about to amp up a little bit. So I'm. I'm really kind of like thinking about things from that perspective. It's, 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 that's why. That like, is, I, I never thought about things like that. So yeah. I see red, the story's about to, you know, if it's a horror it movie. Depend, yeah, I would say it depends on, on the actual story because uh, red for, for romance films, that's just passion. So it's more so, it's not about like the storytelling itself. It's just, that's just what you associate love with for some reason. I don't know why we associate it uh, with red, but. Um, probably love. Probably just we associate hearts with red yeah, blood. Even, Even though, though blood hearts is blue. are technically blue on the inside of your body, right? And, and blood is because well. your blood is blue on the inside of your body. I don't know. I'm probably nerding out too hard right now. No, no, but... no. blood is the same way. Soon, it's blue until it gets oxygen, and then once it gets oxygen, it turns red. Yeah, and then it turns black eventually. So I don't know. I don't know why red is so that it gets stuck on the most. It's red the least amount of time. <laughs> That's usually how it works with these humans. They, yeah. they, they <laughs> know what to say about them. We're a special blend, uh, breed. Uh, that is 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 weird, but yeah, uh, it, it 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 really depends on what film you're watching. Um, I got I got to look into the other colors because I forgot what those were. But different colors incite different reactions. So you know, it's also couple that with music. So if you hear the music score. If you hear it subtly, like starting to to play in, it's and it's a uh, suspense movie. You know something's about to happen, not just based on. Okay, I, I picked up on that. You know, you hear that that subtle music in the background, and like the ladder and ladder. Yes, you know, you get closer to the thing that's about to make mm-hmm. you go, "Oh, I see mm-hmm. what y'all did yeah, there." Yeah, it's, it's a ramp. It's a ramp up. So, like music and color, if you didn't have that with film. The film itself is just going is going to be lacking. It doesn't matter who you have in the film itself. Uh, the actor can be Denzel Washington or 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 whoever. If if yeah, I believe Denzel could pull that thing on through. Nah, I, I wholeheartedly believe that Denzel could pull the performance on through. He could. Here's the thing: music and color take it to another level. It's just it's just those elements just for some reason are just that's just a part of it. Uh, a part of storytelling like think about like what we were talking about with Lovecraft Country it, all the color all the all the music it it made you just like you know like you hone in on the story and you're, you're caught up with the with the um the reactions that they have so it's it's a lot of stuff that goes into that um but it's something that a lot of people don't think about you know so and I kind of want to touch on this real fast. How did you feel about Judas and the Black Messiah? Ooh. I loved it. I loved it. But when I... It's the but for me. Yeah. When I realized... Now, I knew Fred Hampton was 21. I didn't realize how young William was. Uh, oh... Was it O'Leary? I think that was his last name. O'Neill. O'Neill. I knew it was some Irish name. Um, it, 
when when um when I realized how old he actually was versus how old was O'Neal? O'Neal was like I think he was like 17, 18, 19 at the latest. Like he was in that range. So these are young guys. So now it, it makes you think you, you understand his reasoning to work with the FBI a lot more than you would as someone that's like 30 something years old, right? And you and, yeah, and it and makes sense what he said in his interview where he was like, you know, we 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 didn't have any role models, you know, he was mine because he was 17, you know, he was just kind of figuring out life, uh, doing the wrong things already, stealing cars. Yeah. Right. Right. So he just kind of got pulled into something that he had no idea what he was being pulled into. Like right. And 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 not just the age aspect, but um if you think like one element that I really wish that they had included, which is why I almost feel like we're going to get another Fred Hampton biopic sometime down the road. I don't think that it's going to be anytime soon, um, but I think we're going to get a different one sometime down the road um, because it didn't tell the story of how Fred got into the Black Panther Party. That's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to feel because that connection. And I did too. I kind of thought they were going to have that element in there. Yeah. Yeah, like that, the, the that start was... of, of the Black Panther Party. They right. kind of just kind of have stripped, skipped straight to him already having it going. Like he's already got his chapter started, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they why they did that. Like it would have been a longer movie had they started at the beginning and then kind of moved all the way through his life to that point. Well, you but... don't have to you don't have to do anything long. 15 minutes on 10, 15 minutes on the early stage, literally. Showing how he got inspired, showing how he got connected with the Black Panther Party. Fast forward, we see that jump cut all the time with with films or TV. Like they fast forward twenty years, they fast forward um, uh, 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 maybe like five years or whatever. But it's something that we can see that um, that is, you know, something that tells that story, tells that element, and then also allows you to get to the point. And that's actually the aspect that I would love to um, to have seen with this, but that like I think Daniel Kalua, uh, Kalua, Kaluya, I don't know how you pronounce his name, last name, but uh, I think he did a phenomenal job as Fred Hampton. Do you feel this movie was meant to be more about Fred Hampton or O'Neill? I think this was more of O'Neill's perspective. I think it I was. do believe that as well, and, and that's what I don't like. Like, I think that if if we had seen, um, I don't think we needed to see a little bit of uh, uh, as much as we saw with him, because this was supposed to be. That's why. That's another reason why I'm saying I think we're going to get a Fred Hampton biopic, because I, this was not. This was supposed to be to me. This was supposed to be more of a telling of Fred's story, not. O'Neill story and um that's that's the only thing that I was kind of like eh, you know like I'm, I'm kind of iffy on that I will say though the one thing that um I think they did f- a phenomenal job with was um telling the the story from a female perspective um Dominique Fishback that woman man I, she I had only seen her in one other project which was um Project Power, actually. I think that's the name of the movie. The movie with uh, 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 Jamie Foxx. 
She was I don't in- think I've seen that one. It's on, it's on Netflix. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, though. I don't think I've seen it, though, but I think I know what you're talking about. She did a great job in that movie, right? And that's, that's my first introduction to her. I, I know she's been to other, other projects, but that was my first introduction to her. And to see her in that and then also see her in this, in this movie, the entire movie, I was sitting here, I'm like, my God, why does she look familiar? I couldn't place her for anything. I knew she just, I just knew she looked familiar. And then um, it wasn't until like two days after I saw the movie that I, that I read something on Twitter. I'm like, hold up, that was her. Okay. See, she she did a phenomenal job. I, I want to see more of Dominic Fishback. But to, to show the, the, the Black Panther Party from the perspective of a Black woman, I thought was a phenomenal uh, uh, decision. I would like to see... <sighs> I would like to see more. I think there are a ton of stories that we can we can uh, uh, have uh, from the Black Panther Party in general. Like, do we have? I mean, I think they did try to include as many stories as they could, because um, they even right. showed Jimmy Palmer. You know, his his death and how he died. Right. They they showed quite a few people, and then him meeting with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know, to discuss his death. And how she wanted him to be remembered for more than just, you know, someone who was a murderer. Because she, if I'm not mistaken, Jimmy Palmer, no, it was Jake. Jake, Jake Winston yes. is who I'm thinking about. Yes, yes. At the end, because he, he killed the, um, the officer while he was running from the officers. Because he was trying to find out how his friend died, which was Jimmy Palmer, who died mm. in the hospital when they yes, killed him. Yes, yes, So, yeah. It was quite a few things going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on. They kind of muddled the point. They were trying to make a little bit, but yeah. it was I, still very powerful and impactful. I watched a um, like a brief documentary on YouTube the other day. Um, remember that scene where they had the shootout with the cops, and um, in the store? <laughs> no, 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 not the store. The um, in the Black Panther uh, Party headquarters. Okay. Yes. Where they had that that shootout, and then all of a sudden the cops mm-hmm. blew it up. Um, the documentary that I watched was actually saying that they, the fire was actually on the third floor, not the first floor. So you remember how they, they went in and they just, you know, poured gas on the first floor and that was it. There was actually the third floor. Um, and that's something that like those little things to me add up to a lot. I I I feel like if we're doing a movie based on someone's life, that we like it should. There's I don't know how far you go with uh, uh, embellishment or creative direction because that's that's an actual thing that happened. That's an actual thing that happened, and and to to put it on the on the first floor, you know, like like the way they did. That's kind of like that's a little weird. That I don't understand. There was to me there was nothing that that you that really would have changed if he had just put it on the third floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's, there's little elements like that between that and, and, and O'Neill's age and Fred Hampton's age versus the character, the, the, the guys that actually played those characters threw me off a little bit. Phenomenal film. I hope they get, I hope they get awards for that. Um, but that threw me off. That threw me off. And I don't know. Yeah. Who- I think it was a lot of, um, because I, I haven't seen a documentary of any kind about them so far. I do know um some things about the Black Panther Party. But mm-hmm. some of the um details in the movie 
were made for production um and not yeah. actual you know details of real life they do do that quite often just to probably assuming the the audience doesn't really know which yeah but that's the thing if you're if you're telling the story to, you have to assume you're telling the story to people that don't know and this is actually a point that uh chris chris ali from um uh, no chase film society this is a point that he actually made i think that with films like this and this film had a a, a white writer so the, the 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 guy that wrote the screenplay the lead writer on the screenplay was a white man and it's kind of it's kind of weird I, like I, it, it almost makes me feel like you know there's a bit of uh, of of a uh, um we should be telling our own stories bottom line and i like as phenomenal as the connection was, with the story isn't there it's not there it's not there and i i i i would like for us to tell our stories for sure um ryan coogler was a producer on this he i think he and his wife both were producers on it but they weren't executive producers um so it's like little things like that i would like to see you know i would like to see this this story redone i honestly would because i it's as great as it was, it could have been even better if it was done historically accurate. I understand. It could have been. Yeah. It, I, it did I, a great job at pulling emotions. It did. It did. It did a wonderful job at that, but um, overall, I, I liked the movie because it was able to pull out my, like, this is the first time I watched the movie in a long time, and I was as emotional as I was. I remember stopping the movie at some points because the movie kind of really incited some emotions in me, especially the William O'Neill's character. It kind of, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know how to feel, like, you know, because I feel bad for him. Like, this is this young man, he just got caught, just caught in something. He really had no honest idea what he was agreeing to. Mm-hmm. But he continued on with it, and you see the struggle. Yeah. And the scene where he was in the church with his fist in the air, Um, it was the funeral, and the, um, the police officer or the FBI agent was in the audience watching him. Yeah. It was like, there's yeah. no whisper for the weary around here. This young man can't catch a break. Like, yeah, but he's then, scared every second because he's a rat. Yeah. And and think about that. Being 17 years old with that weight on you, right? Like, it's it's kind of, it makes a story, um, it makes a story a little easier to understand. So like with 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 him with his character, um, like I I felt I felt everything he was going through. Like I could understand the reasons for his decisions, but at the same time, I I was I was disconnected because I'm thinking watching the movie. I'm thinking this this is a thirty something year old man. And I'm like, why are you? You you possibly could go to jail for five to six years for what you did. Why would you exchange the life of another man for five or six years? That's what I was thinking about. And then when I found out later after watching the movie that O'Neill was actually seventeen years old, I'm like, Jesus, that makes sense. They did make him seem older in the movie. Yeah. Um, because I honestly I didn't I didn't know he was that young. You just said that. Yeah. In the movie, they make him seem like he's, you know, in his mid-20s. I was thinking mid-20s because, you know, 
Fred was so young. He was 21. I knew that. Right. So I knew that he couldn't have been too much older than that right. to be running around with these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, could have been, you know. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, they all look, I mean, even at 21, think about it. Have you, have you seen some of, like, Fred Hampton's speeches? A few. A couple. Didn't he look like he was just, like, late 30s, early 40s? At twenty one, <laughs> he he did look older than his time. That's all yes. I'm gonna say about it. He, he did look older than his he time. He did look old. Which I was shocked to find out he was so young. I'm gonna put it like that. Right, um, which, which makes me okay with the Daniel Kaluuya um, cast. And he accomplished so much. Probably why he looks so old. They was wearing his. That's also why he was why he was murdered. Because you think about it, like. He was he, he accomplished so much uh uh for black people at 21 years old. Your brain isn't even fully developed until you're about 25. So what more could he have done at 25, 30, 45, uh, 35, 40? You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot that could have been done. I mean, it, if he was still alive, I think he'd be like 70 something years old. I feel like the possibilities are unimaginable at yeah. that point because the 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 system he set up. And his way with words and how he connected people um, yeah. of all backgrounds, you yeah. know, of all struggles, because, you know, he kind of identified all struggles to each other. Mm-hmm. It's the same fight. Mm-hmm. It's just got a different face on it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. the face for us and that's the face for you, but it's the same fight. Same fight. Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. But I would love to see uh, so, a, a, a biopic, another one. One out of ten, one through ten, ten being the best, mm-hmm. one being the least. Go ahead and give me a rate for da da da. Judas and the Black Messiah. Rating. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. I think that this is a phenomenal movie. I really do. I I I. I but I think pretty top tier. It yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's it's still if you're looking for a movie to just like watch and, and be informed, but also be like uh, uh, thrilled by, like this is still a, a a thriller at the end of the day. It is. You, you're, this is a movie for you for sure. But if you're looking for historical accuracy for every single aspect of it, you're not going to get all that here. Just yeah. told, and for that reason, I would give it an eight and a half. Like eight the movie half. itself and the way the story was written, phenomenal. They pulled the emotion. But like mm-hmm. when you're making a story based off factual events, it needs to always maintain that level of accuracy. And the fact that they don't respect history in that manner, it blows me. But you know what? I'm not gonna be upset about it because you know. Greek mythology is also someone else's real history, and we'll be playing with this. So I'm sure. Hey, that, yes, most definitely. And um, what's her name? Uh, so one through ten. Hold up, Lovecraft Country. Oh, Lovecraft Country is a ten, hands down. No, no, ten. no doubt about it. Yeah. I throw it a ten. I throw it a ten. That uh, Judy Harmon character was actually. Fabulous. I can't think of it. I'm trying to hate on it. I can find something wrong with it, but Lovecraft Country really was. Oh, there was nothing wrong. All with that it. my young black child ever wanted and got as an adult. Yeah, the only thing that was wrong with it is that it ended. Basically. That's really and it. that tick that. I don't like that. 
Oh no, and that Letitia's sister's that. Letitia's sister's that. I don't I don't like that either. Christina killed her. Cause they sent her to get Christina blood that's and right, it that's was right, not that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I man, yeah. <laughs> I this is a phenomenal movie. Man, so, I'm dropping my rake. They get nine stars for that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I now I have not seen World Division, so I cannot give it a rate, but you've seen it. So I'm gonna go off your rating. Ten. 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 You know what? And I don't even know why I asked you to rate that because it's Wanda. Like, what else was you gonna say? Yeah. It's Wanda. Ten. Ten. I, I like I, I the first couple of episodes, I'm like, where are they going with this? When you find out where they're going with it, oh my god. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I can't Don't let me go home and binge watch this show for the go next 20 hours. Yeah, go binge watch it. It's it's worth <laughs> it. It's worth it. And I think the episode's only like 30 minutes long. They're not they're not that long. Not that long. So it's yeah. not bad at all. I can probably yeah. watch all those in one day. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to. You should be able to. Cool. It's, it's it's a great it's a great show. We'll we'll have to discuss it when you when you watch it. I will. I'll let you know when I watch it so that way we can arrange yes. the conversation. Because I already know I'm going to want to talk about it because I love Wanda. Yes. That's one of my most favorite Marvel Avengers. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap it up. Um, but uh, Most definitely. Yeah. But it's been real. Give them, give them <laughs> your social media. You can catch me at Cleo Will Made It on Instagram. All right. And you can catch me on Realish. Of course. Look at me. I'm here now. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready and, to go. And I'm glad you're on the show. I'm glad you're on the show. I'm this glad is, to be here. It's so need, much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you can find me at Derek underscore OTS, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, black way to spell it. Um, but follow the brand. Don't follow me, follow the brand at OTS guys. Follow both social. of them. Follow Derek, follow the I, brand. I don't, I'm hey, not, I don't follow your much. girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yes, Most please. definitely follow the OTS page though whole bunch of funny posts and everything like yes you're not gonna be upset you did trust me it's yeah. a conversation to be had it most definitely most definitely uh and and follow, like check out check out all the shows that we have under the brand that's um you know i mean we have so many things uh life's a botch past ox what i think about this week uh i am tremont we can be heroes which if you're a comic book hero i mean a comic book uh, fan go listen to it um star wars they discuss all that stuff over there um and so much more um we will i see we have a fan question which i did i'm Dwayne, i apologize i didn't see that till just now <laughs> but we'll have to we'll have to get into that in the next episode because um he wants he's asking about uh, our thoughts on the potential of the new mortal kombat movie okay. um i started watching the trailer i have not finished Okay. See, I didn't. Um. Know. Now, when they make, now you were right, Dwayne. When they said when they make video games to movies, sometimes it just does not translate well. So hopefully they don't mess it up. Yeah. Cause the last Mortal Kombat movie they made was yeah, X. It was. Um, it was, and I I didn't watch it. There's no no it's nice way to say that it sucked big yeah. time. I was disappointed. Yeah. I I I. I don't know how you're supposed to. Uh, 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 get fans into a uh, video game through a movie if you're putting that out. I'll just say that. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to this one. 
I'm looking for. I didn't watch the trailer, but I'm looking forward to this to this film. Um, and that's actually gonna be on HBO Max. Did you get a chance to watch Dragon Ball Z: Power of the God, Battle of the Gods? No, I didn't. I don't even. I don't even. Man, know you gotta watch that movie. We gotta discuss that. I didn't see it anywhere, unless I just. Uh, I'm gonna buy for you one day, and you're gonna watch it, and we're gonna talk it about it. See, that's the thing. I like. I need to get in. I'm not into Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff, so I. I you I, don't. You don't need you just need to watch this one movie. This one movie is will, it. Let me tell you. I will watch it. You gotta you gotta watch it. I will watch it. I, I wanna tell you, but I can't because you gotta watch it. <laughs> I'll check it out then. <laughs> all right, but yeah, uh catch us on uh on all platforms. We're on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh Google Play, YouTube, um, uh iHeartRadio. Uh please Everything. subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh OTS uh, YouTube channel. Um and we are at 109 subscribers right now. So we are climbing up the ranks, you know, let's just thank God. <laughs> yeah, but thank you all for listening or watching and we will catch you all next time.